Bonjour, and welcome to the Amateur Detective Club. This club is exactly how it sounds. A bunch of amateurs talking about their favorite mysteries. So if you encounter a real mystery or a murder, contact the proper authorities. Do not come to us. We do not know what we are doing. But enjoy the program. Allons-y. Let us begin. I now call this meeting of the Amateur Detective Club to order. My name is Tristan Miller, the saucy sleuth. I'm Melissa Maley, the spy. I'm Tyler Riley, cop and a half. Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a 30-day uh, free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com slash adcpod and browse the unmatched selections of audio programs. Download a title free and start listening. It is that easy. Just go to audibletrial.com slash adcpod. And start your free trial today, not tomorrow, not next week, My, maybe someday, but it, it will be the Casablanca is what I'm trying to say here. <laughs> mm-hmm. A movie I've never seen. Really? I've never seen Casablanca. I've never seen The Godfather. I don't think I ever will. Never seen E.T. either. Well, that's... No, he's ugly and I'm not a child. I, I think the whimsy of E.T. is completely contingent on you having the point of view character of Elliot. Well, it's a good thing. I'm always, I'm have always been, and will always be a child. <laughs> well, good. It's just like I, I don't know. I just, I, my my parents didn't like it, and they didn't. They rented it once. They saw it. They were like, that movie didn't do anything for us. And I was like, either not around or not alive yet, or wasn't oh, paying attention. Right. Yeah. Because I'm the youngest, and so they just said we just never rented it from Blockbuster again. All right. Well, you live your life. The ride was enough for me. The ride is very good. See, that sounds fun. I like bicycling. Yeah. Yeah. And you fly Mm -hmm. on the bicycle. It's great. Built for two, if I recall correctly. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's a tandem bike? Yeah. A tandem bike? A Tandy Newton bike? It's also very, it's it's an old ride. So it's got that old ride charm. <laughs> Take me back to the old ride charm. Uh-huh. Uh, it's, yeah, it's good. It's very good. Uh, it's one of the, the one, now now that I have ridden it once, I have to do it every time. It's a good ride. <laughs> oh, I've been there before. Mm. <laughs> I, um, I didn't plan to talk about this at all, but... <laughs> I have recently, like, been more active on the Twitch. Uh, Is everyone familiar with what Twitch is? Yes. Okay. It's a spasm, a seizure. uh... (laughs) (laughs) But I was watching a friend's stream, and apparently on um, uh, (laughs) the the, uh, Minecraft? Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, people have built like Universal and mm-hmm. the Disney parks like Ooh. full out, so you can like ride the rides in yeah. Minecraft. Cool. It's fascinating, uh, really, because who has the time? <laughs> Everyone this past <laughs> year, Tyler. I know yeah, you that's... were employed through the entire pandemic, but some of us. No, but like this was like apparently time. like a pre. And oh, really? At least from what I was understanding of the stream, like some of this stuff like was in existence for like a few years kids. now. Kids, kids have a lot of time on their hands. Oh, some people, I guess. they make. Uh, some people can make Twitch their entire job. It's difficult, but you can do it. 
There's like a 16 year old kid that I heard about that, you know. Yeah. He makes more money than his parents. Yeah. Just playing video games. It's wild. That's um, when you start charging rent as a parent. I yeah. Feel. <laughs> yeah. You'd start garnishing wages from your. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, from... my soul to the company. Especially with all that electricity. <laughs> yeah, you at least mm-hmm. have to play the electric That's bill. That's actually yeah. a, That's really a fair good point. trade. You have to buy your own snacks, and you have to buy your own equipment, and you have to buy your own electricity. Oh, he does buy his own equipment. Mm-hmm. He did mention that he has gotten himself, you know, like the good monitors and the good chair, and like mm-hmm. a. He has to have a fridge under his desk because he sits at his computer all day, and you have to have the good chair, otherwise you're gonna. I mean, Becky with a good chair. Hmm. I said Becky with a good chair. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a thing. Yeah, yeah, that's a thing I remembered. <laughs> you know, you might be 16 and you can do anything, 17. but eventually you're going to break your body if you're sitting in a bad chair. Uh, yeah. That's As true. someone who's Speaking of which, uh my stream on Twitch will start this month at yeah. an undetermined time. Yay. Uh I will be streaming uh prior to the stream of me playing through Skyrim's Blood on the Ice quest, which is mm. why I set up my Twitch account. But to reach, like, a certain status so that I can, like, chat and, like, do things, like, with people, I have to be of an affiliate status, which means I have to have, like, an already logged 500 minutes Mm. and 50 followers. Just like that. Oh, okay. Uh, I know Rich once came upon you watching someone else's stream. Yeah, he watches, uh, he subscribes to my, I think he subscribes, Uh, he might just watch uh, my friend uh, April's stream. Mm -hmm. She does video games and she sings. She's great. Uh, I believe her Twitch is at April Anonymous and it's like April with a Y. Hmm. Yeah, uh, Rich mentioned to me that he saw you in in the stream. Uh, He does. And I think that he found out about that because his his friend Kyle uh, has a stream and she is friends with kyle as well so small world yeah mm-hmm. yeah like kyle disney. Is in- exactly huh all comes back together yeah kyle uh sings and does theater he's an actor <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, when you put those two things together only one thing remains <laughs> yeah yeah he's great too he's uh he's a great singer um but mm-hmm. yeah, speaking of rides, I am going to ride the subway for the first time in like in about fourteen months this afternoon, and I am nervous about it. I'm oh. sure it's fine. I'm fully vaccinated. I'm going to be wearing a mask and not touch any any other person. That's also interesting because you haven't been on since the changes. Everyone, I don't know if you know, there's been a bunch of changes on the subway you have to you have to give them your shoes cgi tom hanks is there and he looked a little too realistic and everyone's creeped out by it uh, oh i see what you're doing yeah, yeah, okay yeah yeah there's cookies and milk no but in actuality <laughs> it's a lot cleaner and there are fewer people so it's a, a far superior service than it was before the pandemic great yeah, I still depending wanna... on where you're going. Depending on where you're going, that's true. I, I would much rather be on NJ Transit at any given time than the subways that I've been on in the Interesting. past few weeks. Hmm. Because like 
couple of times I've been over to your place in New Jersey, it's mm-hmm. always been packed on that bus. And yeah. When we went for your birthday last year, it was like packed and it was uncomfortable. I am much more afraid of buses than I am of the subway. Oh, yeah. Because the thing about subway cars is, you know, if this subway car sucks, then you get off of it and there's another subway car. The bus Mm, is one bus. Yeah. Bus is bus. (laughs) My friend Stan Telui, he's a very funny comic. He um, does a bit that's like that premises that like one time he got robbed on a bus and he just had to stay on the bus. (laughs) He just like went up to the bus driver. He just stood next to the bus. He's like. It's like you good? He's like, yeah. I just, I can, yeah. I just, I just gotta go home still. Like, I didn't get to my stop, but I got jumped on the bus. Yeah. Wouldn't that also be the same on a train, though? You like, you're still like, like in transit. Car. Yeah, I mean, theoretically, you're, you can, yeah. Go you can go car. out. Like when I got kicked on the face. Yeah, of but the if subway. you're already robbed, like, oh, I'm gonna just is the, is the next car more safe than the car I got? It might be. <laughs> like, they're not going to return back to the same scene of the crime. They're probably going to move cars or, like, get off and stop. You're better just staying where you are. Well, mm. you get off at the next stop. You can tell security. The guy looked like this. He's in this car. Whereas, like, with a bus, the bus driver doesn't care. The bus driver is just going to go where the bus needs to go. Well, yeah. I mean, the bus driver has a job. They have to, mm. they have to keep driving the bus. Yeah. And they're not, like, you can't. Anyway, I'm, like... I don't know. It's just a different vibe on the bus. Yeah. He does this bit far better than yeah. I could ever, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah. come to the B Cafe shows on Friday nights at 8 p.m. We've changed it. Mm. Um, and see Stan Telui tell that exact joke, probably. <laughs> no guarantee, but probably. <laughs> better than Tristan can, because it's not <laughs> Tristan's joke. Nope. That's the key to telling, as a comedian, telling other people's jokes is you have to be worse at it. Oh, I see. Because that way, if you're funnier than the other person, then they get mad. <laughs> they go, "Hey, why are you doing my material better than me?" Unless they're dead, and then I'm, you know, I'm I, when I do Richard Pryor material, I kill. Oh, God. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. Uh, yeah, I mm. I looked in my wallet at my Metro card, mm. and it's like, no, I expired. Can I tell you <laughs> two things? One, um, the Ditmar's station you can just use your phone you can yeah that was a change that was made like you know apple pay they just yes. you can just bip they're trying to slowly phase out metro cards which i think is bad for homeless people but yes. but it's nice for me um and then the second thing is i got at the beginning of this thing last march march 1st of last year i got a monthly long metro card I know, and I think about it all the time. <laughs> I remember that that happened to you. Oh, never getting that money back. Uh, once when I went to run a race in Central Park, I was trying not to carry too much stuff on me, so I didn't want to bring my wallet. Mm. It's tricky with checking bags and whatnot. Anyway, so I'm like, okay, I'm not going to bring my wallet, so what do I need? And I didn't bring a Metro card. This, I, yeah. Uh, so I took, you know, an Uber, like everything I can do from my phone. But the subway, trying to get back home on the subway, I, like, hunted down. I took a cab after the race to a subway that had Mm -hmm. Apple Pay. Yeah. So that I could get back home. (laughs) I, like, tracked one down. It took forever. It was also raining. Oh, goodness. (laughs) All of that stinks. But you're going to go get a haircut. That's why you're going into the city. Mostly in the big city. I am. I'm going into Manhattan. I've been... 
kind Melissa of takes Manhattan. Manhattan. Yes. Uh, I've been kind of in Manhattan a couple times during the pandemic. I, mean, I have been in Manhattan a couple times, but not really very often. And uh, I haven't had a haircut in three years. Wow. Because, what a life to live. Well, I didn't have hair for a while. Mm-hmm. I had a haircut right before, uh, well, right after I started chemo, right before it started falling out. Um, and then when it started falling out, my friend shaved my head, which is so much better than just constantly watching yes. hair come out of your head uh and i yeah and it's just been growing i probably would have gotten one last year mm-hmm. if it hadn't been for the global pandemic uh but but yeah it has finally reached a point where it has taken over my face again mm-hmm. and uh yeah we're gonna we're gonna get a style mm-hmm. it's gonna be are you going to do the Beth Harmon look? The Bob? The Queen's Gambit? Oh, God. I wish. Are you going to go bangs? Is Melissa going to come back with bangs? No, I can't do bangs. I look like I'm 12. That's fine. It's not. Oh. <laughs> oh. Can I tell you? Twice, three times within the last month, someone's thought I was 19 or 20. And it's because I started shaving. <laughs> like, actually, though. There the you thing. go. And I was like, oh, my driving instructor, when I told her I, my actual age, she, like, leaned back as if, uh, <laughs> like, she was watching Godzilla or something. She was shocked. But good. I'm glad. And the place you're going, the it's uh, Look Like Sugly, right? That's their slogan. Their slogan. It's called Whistle Salon. I. And their slogan is look less ugly, which I enjoy very much. Which is not grammatically correct. Look fewer uglies, I believe, is correct. Oh, that's right. Correct. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll let them know. Maybe they'll change it. So it's going to be a big day. Yeah, a big day for Melissa. Melissa's big day. And then I am attending a, an awards ceremony over Zoom. Right. Mm-hmm. Fingers you, you're crossed. A... Thank yeah. you. That she doesn't get it? <laughs> Do you know? We got to keep you humble here on the podcast. I am so convinced I'm not going to that well, I did not write an acceptance speech. I, I seriously, like, I never thought I'd be one of those. I will write. I'll write something later. But Who are you, Anthony Hopkins? Come on. I know. No one expected that. I'm, I'm just, yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm not going to win. It's going to be fine. I, as another person who has been nominated and received an acting award, (laughs) but I was out of state at the time. Someone called, like, I was in this show a few years ago, and I got nominated for a a thing, and I was in Minnesota at the time, so I couldn't accept it. I was out of state, so my friend at the time, I still have a video of him going, "Uh, so this is what he uh, texted me, and, uh, you know, it's just what it is. He's not here. He doesn't live here anymore. Uh, well, we'll mail it to him. Thanks very much. Yeah, I think I have a minute if I win. Mm. So I'm just going to be like, thank you to the company, the writer, mm. the slash director, and the whole cast, and thumbs up. Never thought I'd win an acting award in the year of our Lord 2020. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. Let's be honest, the year of Satan 2020. Yes, it's true. Lucifer's year. You Lucifer's big year. Oh god. No, I feel like it was the year we deserved yeah. as a society. You know? You know what? Yeah. It's true. You either live long enough to see yourself become the year. Anyway, so this episode mm-hmm. is called After the Funeral, right? Yes, and yeah. they they never say the title in the uh in the in the show. 
I'm making a joke because they say it oh, about they say 300 it oh, yes, times. Yes, I was like very confused for a second. I'm sorry. I'm I'm on <laughs> DSL today, not not Fios. Oh, I see. Yes. Uh, they say after the funeral. So often. So many times. It could have been a drinking game. Everyone I, would have been drunk. But in a fun twist for our listeners, everything actually takes place before the funeral. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Meaning before my own. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> yes, definitely. I'm still here, baby. <laughs> Would you have an open casting? No. No? Actually, no. Okay, Tyler? That depends on how I go. Yeah, okay. I mean, do I look okay? <laughs> yeah. If my head's gone, yes, absolutely. I want everyone to know. But as a kid, I was like, I hope I die sitting up. And my mom is like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, no. And I would put my arms like this. And I want to have an open casket funeral and for the casket to be closed when everyone comes in. Sure. And then for them to go, oh, we forgot to open the casket. And then they open it up. And since I was sitting up, I would spring up (laughs) and jump out and scare the bejesus out of everyone. For uh, everyone who can't see Tristan, he is doing like the um, thriller arms. Thriller arms. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like a zombie. Uh, get what he died as he lived doing a corny joke (laughs) it's very mr deeds of you Mm. i'm here for it yeah Yeah. i i basically i just want to disappear and become one with the earth and everyone have a big party Mm. that's not an appropriate amount of sadness do i want people to be sad no i want i will do something right before i die to make everyone angry with me because that way they're (laughs) not mad they're that i'm gone no, because the thing is, if I were angry with you right before you died. Oh, you'd feel guilty. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's even better. Great. Then you're always, I, I will haunt you. Gosh. He <laughs> died you're as he lived. such a George. <laughs> <laughs> It'll make sense later, listeners. Uh, <laughs> do we start at the funeral or at the train car? At the funeral? No, train car. Train oh. car. We flash because, back to the funeral, but we start... Oh, okay. Well, it's like it's weird. Like it's, it's not the funeral. It's the it's the will reading. Like we're, oh. they're in the train car and um, <laughs> Mister what the lawyer. No, may I please say Poirot gives a line that is so expositional. He goes, "I just demand to know why I've been kidnapped, and you are taking me on this train so quickly across the English countryside." <laughs> And it's like, okay, you really had to set the scene, didn't you? I think it worked. I think it, it did. Worked. It was very funny. It was very far yes. but it was. Just... <laughs> yeah, I thought. Oh, I thought we did have a scene at the at the funeral. Real, we quick do. It just this. comes a little bit later. Oh. Okay, it's like very close to this okay. because the solicitor is speaking with Poirot about the funeral and the will at the same time. No, no, no because you're, no, Melissa, you're correct, because it opens on the funeral because we get a pan of everybody, right? And then it lingers on Michael Fassbender, who is in this episode, along with a bunch of other well-known actors, but not as well-known as Michael Fassbender. <laughs> yeah, I thought so, but, I mean, I could be wrong. Either way, that is a thing that happens. Yes. Um, and we do see the the casket go in for cre- cremation which is wild they just open they open the oven and they just go with the body and it's like okay on site 
It's, I mean, you don't see the body. It is a closed casket, thank goodness. But if I was cremated, I would want an open casket. I want you to look at my face and see the flames engulf. Flames on the side of my face. But we're also getting this interjected with the solicitor speaking with Poirot. And he is, you know, recounting this for him as we are also flashing to, we're flashing to the funeral, we're flashing to the will reading. Blah, 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 back and forth, exposition, Mm -hmm. exposition, exposition. The funeral is of that, I can't remember the fellow's name. Oh, goodness. Pardon me. But the guy that died, he has a family. His name is Richard. Thank you. His name is Richard. He has a family and he has, um, and they're all at the funeral and they all go to the will reading. It's very knives out in that way of, um, but there's George, which is Michael Fassbender, Timothy, who is an old invalid and his wife, Marge. I want to say something like that. Midge. Maud. Maud. Thank you. Then there's a couple that are involved in the theater whose names I can't recall. And then George's mother. Um, and George's mother is the sister of Richard. And then there's also um, a, a woman who's involved with the church. She's like a, a philanthropist. Not a philanthropist. I don't know. How would we describe Susanna? Um, she's like... A missionary. Con- she works with missionaries. She's trying to get to go to Africa to give people books yeah does that sound about right tyler yeah yeah she's doing the work uh to raise money and funds for these schools in bishwana land so it's nice to know that susanna is trying to help our good friend Mm -hmm. madam madam watsui mama kutsi jlb and the others in haberone yes because bishwana land was the uh british name for botswana was it okay i was wondering that because i'd never heard it before uh, before this episode. Okay. So. Uh, do you have it up? I oh, have the, the characters. I have the characters. And up. okay, great. Then I don't need to have my phone. I'll Very be good. present and engaged. Okay, great. I won't though. Huh? <laughs> um. So, essentially, we learn that uh, George is the favorite, right? Yes. Everyone thinks he's going to get everything and no one else is going to get a darn thing. Why don't we just take all the characters and their relationships to kind of set the scene? Yeah? I, okay, I will I, will I do don't this. know that I'm going to be able to I, associate which one's which. I believe I can. So, you have um, Richard Abernethy. Mm-hmm. Who is the dead guy? The dead guy, and Maud Abernathy is his sister. Okay. Who is married to Timothy, who is the invalid. Okay. And then um, George Abernathy is Michael Fassbender, who is the nephew of um, of Richard. Yeah, her his mom is Helen. Right? Helen, who's yeah. therefore Richard's sister, and then. Um, No, I'm so sorry. Maud is um, just is related by uh, marriage. Marriage, because yeah, because Timothy. T- uh, it's Richard Leo who is deceased, and okay. Timothy. Okay. okay. Leo and- is the father who died in the war. That is the father of George. 
Got it. Uh, and was married to Helen. Okay. Was married to Helen. Okay. Okay. And then where did the other people come in? It's very confusing. I'm Rosamond, sorry. Susanna. Mm-hmm. Yes. Are cousins of George. Right. Rosamond is married to Michael. They're both actors in London. Yes. Okay. There we go. Thank you very much. Because that is unfortunately very important to the plot of how who is related to whom. Yes. And Cora is... Also uh, a sibling of Richard, Leo, and... Oh, okay. Um, Richard, mm-hmm. Leo, and Timothy. Okay. Who they okay. haven't seen in 20 years because she married this penniless artist and was kind of mm-hmm. cut out. Yeah. Right. And she's weird. Yeah, so. she's... No one enjoys dealing with her. Okay. Okay, so they're all at the will reading, and the solicitor says it's going to be split up equally except for George, which is the inverse of what everyone expected. And everyone's very excited about the money and not sad at all about Richard croaking. It, yeah, it does, it does seem that way. Um, by the way, I thought we were just going through that, and I wasn't aware that that was for the podcast. Oh, no, that that was. That's okay. Because, so, like, the listeners need to know who's related to whom. Okay, great. No, I thought we were getting it straight before, like... Oh, I see. Saying it on the pod. I mean, if that's, you want to do that, too, that's fine. It's Let me know. fine. I'm sure it's fine. Um, <laughs> um, but, but, yes, uh, Cora is... She comes on screen, and she's the only one who's wearing, like you know, a peacock feather kind of um, colored scarf and like heavy makeup and like a weird hat. And I'm like, it's my favorite character. <laughs> like, I'm going to love her. She's Same. such a weirdo. And before the will is read, she's going to the butler. She's like, do you remember when we used to go play in the treehouse? And he's like, mm, yes, ma'am. I yes. Yes, I do remember this. Thank you. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. And you were just as strange as you were that day, my dear. I terribly, please, someone call on me. Anything. I'll, I'll scrape doo-doo off a foot. I please, I don't want to speak to this woman. I know, and I didn't get it, because it wasn't like she was awful. She was just... No, I'm going to say no, something. I mean, but I think there's just like a time and a place, you know. Uh, yes. There's just... We're just coming from a funeral. Like, can you just calm down? Like, no. Like, it, it, it's like this weird dichotomy. She's been away from the family for so long uh, because of her family's prejudices. Yeah. And yeah, you so. come back and you have this moment where you get to see things that you haven't seen in all this time. But it's also a very somber occasion for everyone there. Yeah. yeah. I do hope that at my funeral people exchange fun stories and i mean i i want the appropriate amount of sadness but mm-hmm. but like let's also have a party too you know what i'm gonna tell what story i'm gonna tell melissa oh boy i'm gonna tell him about the time you said i hope that people tell stories at my funeral <laughs> this moment right now i'm gonna tell yeah. him all about <laughs> i'm gonna go hey you know what you want oh <laughs> i thought i just like <sighs> You you I just astral project, out. yeah. You like went to another <laughs> freaking planet. I was I like, did. "What is happening?" No, I just. <laughs> I'm like, oh no, did I just say that? And I forgot. No, I'm just. 
<laughs> in this moment. Oh, I see. So so you're going to take this moment and make it a story at my funeral, assuming oh, that I predeceased well, you. Well, now I'm going to tell her and tell everybody about the time that you thought you'd already said something. <laughs> Great. Any moment with you, Melissa, is a story for your funeral labor. That's why you should live life to the fullest. Kids, carpe diem, boys. Exactly right. So that people can tell good stories at your, fun- at your yeah, funeral. Rob a bank. Okay. I might just hire actors to replace y'all at my funeral. <laughs> Please do. Just give everybody like the wrong address and I just hire people like to speak on my behalf. Please do. <clears throat> I think my favorite uh, part of this conversation is assuming that we will all be at each other's funerals. Oh, I'll be. I won't be at yours because I'll be dead. I, I'm gone. Mm, okay. I'm gone. We all know that. No, nah, well, baby, it's a race to the finish. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see. Uh, Tyler's not doing well. I better start drinking again. Holy <laughs> 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 oh, uh, hi! Wait, on. Tristan Miller's in the hospital, and I just throw myself down a flight of stairs. Did <laughs> 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 so you and I at running towards the same flight of stairs from the movie The Joker? <laughs> Just please, 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 please. Oh please. my goodness. Oh, I still haven't seen that. Yeah, I haven't either. But I, I, I've seen the staircase. So Cora is there and she's being quirky. quirky she's being Cora. quirky. Yes, this is just before the will reading. They have the will reading. We find out George didn't inherit a thing. Bum, 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 bum. And George uh, gets grumpy and starts drinking heavily. Yeah, he storms out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then afterwards, they're all in the parlor talking about what they're going to do with their money, which is very distasteful. It is. And Cora goes, well, you know, he was murdered, right? Yeah. And everyone's like, excuse? It's like, oh, no, I mean, I just, you know, things come into my mind. Don't forget about it. But yeah, I think he was, eh, but he wasn't. You know, he might have been murdered, but it did probably not. But it's nothing. But yeah, he was definitely killed. Yeah. <laughs> so essentially, after that, we get another cut back to... Uh, and the solicitor on the train and Poirot's like oh okay so I want to talk to this Cora woman Mm -hmm. and he says well guess what you can't because she's dead and like I'm not gonna lie at this part in the episode I did stop caring quite a lot really because uh, I was all in on Cora when I met her. I was like, I can't wait for like the Poirot interactions with this woman because they're yeah. going to be fantastic. Yeah. And that was not the case. Interesting. Yeah. No, I actually agree. I, I agree with that. I was like, she's going to be my favorite character. I'm so excited to talk about Cora for this whole episode. Oh, no. That's <laughs> unfortunate. Uh, yeah. So, cause, I mean, all of these other people seem very boring. That's interesting. Oh, I love every single one of these characters. They got more interesting as, as it went on, but like the way they were presented at first. I'm sure. Like, yeah, they're all obnoxious. But it's also just like the same person, but, in yeah. you know, one's an Different old man settings. and one's a young lady. <laughs> they all have the very same bad attitude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Which works. They're family. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're seeing it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. No wonder you didn't like your cool, quirky aunt. Because <laughs> y'all are trash. That's right. There's a couple of other actors besides um, Fassbender in this that are recognizable. I can't remember. Um, the I believe it's Fassbender's mother. George's mother is in Harry Potter. She's Harry Potter. Geraldine James. Oh, you're yeah. absolutely right. Yeah, she so does... you stay winning. Now that um, there's always a Harry Potter actor mm-hmm. in these. Uh... Uh, the there's le- also quite a few Dutton Abbey 
major players in this episode as well. Yeah. And that every happens. single actor in this episode, except for maybe one, have also appeared in Midsummer Murders. Oh. Which essentially is kind of like our SVU. Like every actor in New York has been on SVU at least yeah. once in their life. And I feel like that's the same for Midsummer Murder in England. I see. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, yes, Lucy Punch plays Susanna Henderson, yes. and she looked so familiar to me. She's in. She's been in a bu- bunch you know of stuff. What it might be the where it was for me. What is it? Hot Fuzz, the movie Hot it Fuzz. It might be. She's the actress that gets <laughs> murdered in Hot Fuzz. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but there are. They're just. Yeah, even she, if you don't know, they're. Everyone looked familiar. Oh, yeah. Kevin Doyle, who plays Inspector Morton, looks mm-hmm. very familiar to me in his IMDb. Is that Kevin Downton. Doyle? Well, he's one of the people I recognize from Downton. Yeah. Okay. And then the fellow that plays Timothy, he's been in a bunch of stuff, right? Yeah. He looked, Oh, yeah. He, I was like, oh, I can't engage with this. He like just looks so familiar. Yeah. Absolutely. But I, he's done a bunch, but I remember him particularly from Death in Paradise, I think, an episode he did. That's where I've seen him. That show's so good. Oh, okay. So good. We should cover it at some point. It's. We will or I will leave the pod. Oh, well, I guess we'll <laughs> All right. <laughs> now that's a threat that I have on you forever. I know. We'll just, uh, we'll just keep promising that we yeah. will pull you along with us until... Mm-hmm. And so one of us we'll dies, and then off. at the funeral, we'll review Death at a, at a <laughs> Death in Paradise. Not Death at a Funeral, which is also a very good mm. film. Uh, Not mystery enough. Mm. No. It's unfortunately. true. Uh, yes. So it is said that uh, a burglar came in to Cora's house and killed her with a hatchet while stealing stuff. Someone says she's been hacked to death and yeah. i said out loud Ugh. yeah and then poirot goes to see the body and it's very dramatic it cuts beautifully because it, it cuts to her hand falling out off of the morgue um oh, slab yeah, yeah that's and right. then it pans it's a really funny shot sorry i want to stop and talk about something that happened that i forgot about that i just need to address before i forget yeah yeah yeah, yeah do when we first arrive to the estate proper, Enterbury, what is it called? The estate? I wasn't paying attention to that. I'm sorry. Enderley, like there's some, it begins with an E. Great. But they're at the estate for the first time and all of uh, the service staff, house staff is outside. And we get this moment of just like this butler pinching the maid's ass and i was like why did we need this and i can't confirm but i feel like a man directed this episode because why (laughs) can i tell you there's a lot of attitude towards think about that yeah that that's fair i can i tell you i was in the middle of doing i am like i was in between doing things yesterday when i watched this Mm -hmm. i missed a lot of this episode i was like packing and so i missed that that's like, it so happens, weird. like, so quickly, and it's never, like, brought up or even suggested again that, like, it's these so service weird. people in the house, like, are even, you know, anything. I don't even think we see them again. Like, it was just the most bizarre choice. That's so strange. That was, like, Amanda, this. Yes, uh, you're correct. Yeah. 
the director is a, a person named Maurice Phillips, who I would assume is a man. But there you have it. Um, okay, that's weird. And yeah. Does Poirot meet the family before Cora dies, or just no. goes? Okay, goes straight to yeah. Okay, so the shot. <laughs> The shot is beautiful. It's her hand dropping down, and then it pans up to Poirot's face, who looks at one of the people in the room, who then looks at the other person in the room, who then looks at the other person in the room, and then the third person looks up into the ceiling like they're all looking at something. It's like a bit. It's really funny. It's very solid. Yeah. Absolutely. Sorry. Speaking of uh, looking around at people, yeah. I am just uh, getting used to the sounds of Tristan's apartment because I'm here in person. Oh, yeah, in case yeah, we, we didn't mention that. Mention that. Yeah. <laughs> and then where do we go? Do we go to her house? Or do we start talking to some of the other folks? Uh, I, we... Think we, I think we do go to the ha- like uh, Cora's house yes. for the first time and we're introduced to... Um, not her maid, because she only does light vesting and cooking. Mm-hmm. The rough stuff is left to a woman from the village. Mm. Yes. And her name is Miss Gilchrist. Mm-hmm. And Miss Gilchrist is essentially has been her companion for years. Mm-hmm. And we find out that Cora is an amateur artist. She fancies herself an artist and, you know, buys all these paintings from, I don't know, yard sales or whatever and <laughs> also legitimate sales yeah. as <laughs> and legitimate sales as well found this on the street i thought i like it mm-hmm. you know yeah that's how i got that painting yeah i found it on the street clean it up there you go new york's wonderful <laughs> that is a thing about new york that people just grab pieces of furniture off of uh... you can just left you can just put anything on your stoop and it's taken away <laughs> Uh, so yeah so they go and he meets all of the family members right yeah no uh, no no so we're in Cora's house so we meet them the oh, yeah. the yeah what's her uh, name? we Ms. meet Gilchrist. Mrs. Gilchrist and the is it the lawyer that's it's a lawyer that's there with Poirot yeah, yeah the solicitor mm-hmm. yeah. yeah um and so the solicitor is there talking to Mrs. Gilchrist and Poirot is kind of looking around and he happens upon this letter in a drawer. Mm-hmm. Where there is also hair. Yes. Yeah. So she has like hair pieces and stuff, which is, yeah, a thing. Mm-hmm. That yeah, she's got a weave. Thin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yes. She's got wigs and weaves and makeup and hats and Cora was a very like, doing a lot. Cora wore weaves? That tracks. <laughs> yes uh, but yes she does find this letter Tyler as you were saying yes and <laughs> oh gosh we go to that house so many times I don't want to get ahead of myself I don't think you are I think that they do read the letter like pretty immediately That's... yeah but not there oh they wait for like a, another time later because Paula makes a big thing. Like I took this from the house. Got it. Okay. Um, that might be it for this moment with Mrs. Gilchrist. Just about. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. We just get an introduction. Uh, 
we at a certain point cut to Susanna at a church talking about, you know, raising funds. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Sorry. Uh, Maybe I missed this. Mm -hmm. Uh, But did we talk about at the coroner's uh, time of death? No, we did not talk about the time of death. Okay. Uh, she was murdered that like the body was found the day after the funeral. So like now they're questioning where everybody was the day after the funeral. Right. This yes. is very important. Thank, thank you, Tyler. <laughs> 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 that is a pretty key uh, question in this investigation, isn't it? Uh, yeah. So we do go to the church and we are seeing Susanna raising funds for her trip to Africa, etc., etc., and. Who is it that comes in and is like, hey, got some news? Um, uh, Gregory's mother, whatever that character is. Helen. Oh, Helen. Helen comes in and informs Susanna that uh, Cora is dead. Yeah. And she's the sole inheritor, with some exception with... Uh, the housekeeper. Yeah. Miss yeah. Gilchrist. Yeah. Miss Gilchrist gets a few paintings and a an amethyst necklace. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Helen goes over to the house and looks around and she, uh, not Helen, uh, Susanna goes over to the house and she like, Miss Gilchrist is collecting bottles of milk from the stoop and she has, she's like mm-hmm. juggling them in her hands and Susanna goes up to her and like shoves her suitcase at her and she's like, uh, Okay. I guess I'm carrying both of these bottles of milk and the suitcase for you. And you just get a vibe from Susanna that's like, mmm, oh. Every this, single like one this of was so... Oh, sorry, Tristan. Every single member of this family treats her abhorrently. Yeah. And it's deeply frustrating. Yeah, yeah, it is. Tyler? I was going to say, like, it seemed to just be, like, so jarring, though, from, like, how we were first were introduced to this character. Mm-hmm. And like just the way that she interacts after, I don't like. There's just like this weird switch. It Money felt. changes people. Well, it's one of those kind of things where it's like, oh, I do all this good work, mm-hmm. and then she's actually yeah okay, a regular fair. Pharisee. That's a, that's a good way to present. It. Yeah, we all know those white women. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what you're talking about, mm-hmm. Melissa. Mm-hmm. I couldn't possibly. Yeah. Have a completely different attitude towards white women now than I did three years ago. I, I couldn't possibly have that. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> I have a completely different, not completely, well, anyway. Um, so Susanna's like poking around the place and decides to stay there, right? Yeah, For she the does. night. And then is this the scene where Greg is also there, Gregory? Or is that later on? That's later. Okay, That's we cut. Later? Uh, when Susanna, uh, Susanna or Susanna? Susanna. Susanna. Don't you cry. Uh, arrives. Um, she also offers Mrs. Gilchrist the opportunity to stay on yes. and there, like at the house, until she finds another position. Yeah. And, and three... offers her up front three months' salary. Yes. Which is great. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's a good thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, Very reasonable thing to do. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and she does say, you know, I really do want to make sure to... Um, it, I just want these paintings and this necklace. And mm-hmm. Susanna's like, oh yeah, that's completely fine. It looks like she copied these paintings off of like postcards. Mm-hmm. And she's, and you know, she seems a bit wounded. Miss Gilchrist is like, oh no, she was, 
she was quite the artist, you know, kind of mm-hmm. kind of deal. And um, pretty soon after that, do we get uh, Mr. Uh, the Italian gentleman, Gal- Mr. Galaccio? Is he there yet, or is that later? A later? That's later. Okay. Because I believe the next thing is Poirot goes to speak with uh, Timothy and Maud. Okay. And Timothy is the worst son of a bitch on the face of the planet. I was like, he's in invalid, he's in a wheelchair, and he Maud is taking care of him left and right, which is what it is. And then he tells her to go get something when the inspector and Poirot come in. And there's a beat where she's like getting up, and he goes like a cat. And I literally went, what? And I'm like, he, I was like, in my mind, I was like, I hope he goes. I hope he's next. Yeah. Because <laughs> we are dealing with murder here. Right, right, Just right. push him out of the wheelchair and don't let him back in. Like, that. <laughs> that's what you should do. <sighs> because he's a bad person. Yes. Um, but it turns out that uh, what, what has happened in the meantime is the deeds to the house have gone missing. Mm-hmm. so they cannot sell the property to give everyone their inheritance and then they're basically poirot and the inspector and the solicitor are going to each member of the family telling them this to see how they react yeah and timothy goes ah, it'll sort itself out he's mm-hmm. very cavalier about it. he's like ah it doesn't matter much to me it's fine and it'll be all work out in the end and yada 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 and so then they go on to the the people in the theater Yes. Because it's a really great cut because Timothy goes, oh, it's all just a bit overdramatic now, isn't it? Uh-huh. And then it cuts to them doing the play and it being very dramatic. I remember that cut. It's good. It's very fun. Yeah. Um, and they're in a bad play, both of them. Yeah, it's and terrible. What they, what they want to do is they want to use the money to produce a play for her husband to be in so he can become a star. Right. And um, so they're very interested in getting <laughs> the money as soon as possible because they've already talked to people because they are actors and don't know what to do with money. Mm-hmm. Correct. <laughs> Speaking as mm-hmm. an actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, uh, that's all I kind of remember about it. But they're backstage. But it does this thing that I love when Poirot makes us sit through theater on screen is very very funny because it's always absolutely correct yeah like that is how theater is isn't it it's so silly to watch i love it so much yeah and i believe also is this the moment where we have a couple scenes in the theater but there's also some moment where i believe it's george is sitting and watching the play that's later on oh that's later on but he yawns he yawns (laughs) oh I loved it. It's terrible. I loved it it's so very much. Funny. Uh, yes. So everyone's finding out that Cora's dead. Mm. Uh, trying to establish where everybody is. And after the funeral. And also that the deeds have gone missing. Right. And they say um, that the the wife actress. Well, I'm going to call her the actress. Rosamond. Rosalind, thank you, um, was going to meet a friend but didn't. And so she had a lovely day out shopping because they just yeah. missed each other because you, there was no cell phones. <laughs> you know, you couldn't just be like, where are you? Yeah. And then the uh, actor, Michael, is it? Yeah. Michael so. was um, 
gonna also like he went out after and he was meeting up with somebody yeah again and that's where they were during the the day after the funeral and that's their alibi yeah and then so we covered them do we go to anybody else do we have to inquire at some point we see george on a bench oh yeah waking up (laughs) (laughs) i was watching this with rich and he looked at it and he's like oh is he and I'm like, oh no, he's drunk. Yeah, this he's was drunk. before he saw, we yeah. saw the bottle next to him. But mm-hmm. there was this. It, it actually lasted much longer than I thought it would, which amused me greatly. There was a black lab that mm. was coming up to him and being like, "Hello, sir. So you should wake up now. Okay. Hello. I think you need to wake up. You're on a bench outside. I am concerned for you. I'm a dog." <laughs> And really unearths the true mystery of this episode of who is this dog's owner? Can I adopt this dog? Yeah. Where is dog now? Where is dog now? Right. Totally unresolved throughout the whole episode. I'll say this. We also get some stellar sleepy acting from Michael Fassbender in that moment. Because it is like, it's really hard to convince people that you're actually asleep when you're not. Like that's one of the I think trickier things to do as an actor, and the uh, thing that a lot of actors will do is they'll wake up and then like they'll be present immediately. Mm. But it takes the dog a few times to even get him to move. It's very realistic. But he's on the bench. The dog wakes him up, and he's been drinking and he's been not dealing with anything particularly well. Right. And. I truly don't remember what that goes into. It's just a fun scene. Uh, I think it was earlier, to be honest. Yeah, I think um, so, too. And then we also... Uh, let's just talk about Gregory for a minute here. George? George, yeah. I, I've Greg. been calling him Greg for a while. You did a couple times. It's fine. It's fine. We called him George earlier. George. He's the one who's left out of the will. He's the by, one that's left out of the will. Played by Fassbender. Yes, Michael Fassbender, who <laughs> I wish I could, you could see the face that I'm making now because all of Michael Fassbender's acting is just this. Yeah, he looks it's mildly concerned. He All the time, like everything he's <laughs> ever done, he's just like, okay, well, yes. <laughs> you know. Yeah, he looks deep in thought, yeah. which somehow works no it works for film acting yeah um on stage they'd be like what's he doing he's right. trying to remember a line what's happening um but anyhow um george also has a tension with susanna who has a tension with susanna and they go out to dinner and she's like you really have to stop getting drunk and he's like i'm gonna do what i want i'm sad right and she's like really please don't please don't do this don't do this um and that's kind of where we leave him up until part of the reveal, right? Like, he's basically... No, then there's another scene in Cora's house where he suggests, oh, I could just stay here on the couch, and <laughs> Susanna's like, absolutely not. You should go to the village and go to yeah. a hotel. Yeah, yeah, that is that is true. Because the solicitor is also staying in the village as well, trying to... F- find these documents and figure out what's going on with Poirot. Right. I mean, things look pretty bad for George because he was, you know, cut out of the will and he's not acting like a a good person. It's not remorseful, really. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And we find out that he had had a fight with Richard like the night before. Richard was prone to changing his will. He changed his will like a bunch of times. Um. But so he's it's like, OK, well, it's totally plausible that he just real quick 
changed his will right before he died. Yeah, at some point Richard changes the will, um, and there was a fight a couple of days before Richard passed away with George, and they we eventually find out what that is about i'm just gonna say now because like i i like going character by character because like i it makes more sense george is richard's son yes which cobbles everything up and that's why he was the favorite nephew sure yeah it also comes out so eventually we do read this letter that poirot found right this is yeah yeah um poirot takes this letter out and it says, you know, essentially, look, someone's trying to kill me. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's basically essentially, it. Essentially, yeah. Uh, I don't recall yeah. the letter at all, so yeah. He he had gone to see her as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had had a visit before he died where he was like, you know, I am very sick, but I think someone's trying to poison me. Mm. And it's obviously a huge problem so so hey if i go now you know yes it was um we found that out because of mrs gilchrist commenting about the visit yes yes Mm. yes exactly um so they're trying to figure out obviously who had a motive for killing him also again seems like george seems Seems sus, as, <laughs> as the kids say. say. Yes. Um, okay. And then it turns out that with the actors, they were both lying, but they were covering for each other. Mm-hmm. And there's a scene with the solicitor and Poirot after they all they do all their first investigations for getting all the alibis. And Poirot, uh, the solicitor, is like, well, that's all very strange. And he's like, they're all lying to me. Every single one yes. of them is. No one is telling me the truth. Right. And he's like, oh, really? Um, and so it turns out the, the actors, um, I guess that's revealed way later on, but they have a conversation between the two of them where they both know that they were not where they said they were, and then they're going to decide to talk about it later, basically. Um, and then Timothy and Maud show up to the estate and decide to stay there. Timothy has said, well, why should... George's mother's name, can you please... Helen. Helen. Why should Helen get all the use of the servants on the estate when I'm also just as entitled to it as I'm the sole remaining brother of Richard? So he makes Maud drive him over, and she's fixing the car and everything. She's doing everything for this man. And so they are staying there on the estate as well. So that is a thing that happens. Okay, we get Cora's... Is it Cora's husband? Yeah, they're fully married. So what happened... Ex-husband. Ex-husband. What had happened... They do specify that Mm. uh, when um, the husband arrives to Cora's home. So they're Protestant. (laughs) Those Protestant Italians. Well, if he's Catholic, he can't get divorced. I mean... He better not. Well, he's going to hell. He's oh. already an artist, so he was already going oh, yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, so exactly. Of course, of course. Uh, no, I'm a Protestant Italian, but <laughs> there's only like two of us, me mm-hmm. and my dad. Um, mm-hmm. 
So, uh, so yes. that's why it's really important that we get your funeral right. It's the last one that's going to happen—a Protestant and an Italian funeral. It's going to be the last one that ever occurs on ever. Earth. <laughs> and he comes over and starts talking about all these paintings. Yeah. And because uh, he's an artist too, right? Yes. He's a painter. They're he is both, a painter. Uh, I hardly know her. They're both painters, and but then again, no. <laughs> They're talking about, um, he's talking about all these paintings that she has and it's like, you know, they're pretty worthless. Yeah. And they seem to have, they got divorced, but they seem to be like pretty Yeah, they corresponded uh, very often according to Mrs. Gilchrist. Like they used to write to each other. Yeah. From my understanding, the implication was they got divorced because of pressure from the family. Oh, because mm. he's Italian? Because he's an artist. Oh, <laughs> um, that was the indication of why she was cut off from the family. Yeah. And I believe she was like trying in my mind. I filled in the blank of like, oh, she divorced him to try and like get back into the good graces of the family. But maybe that might have been just me filling in a blank. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, he's Italian. He's there. He knows about art. And he's like, these paintings aren't very good or worth much money. Even the ones she bought and didn't just paint herself. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Basically, it's like, bless her heart. She thought she was great, and she's... And Mrs. Gilchrist is like, oh, yes, you're right, because her father was a painter and an artist, and and she knows all about paintings also. And so that's one of the reasons Miss Cora got along with Miss Gilchrist, because they could talk about painting. Yes, yes. Uh, Miss Gilchrist's father was a painter. Yes. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, So he leaves. He leaves. He pieces out. Yep. It's very it's very charming though because he and Poirot, <laughs> the solicitor, is there also, and he's kind of like, uh, because he because um, Poirot and he are like speaking in French and Italian in mm-hmm. front of this English guy, and he's like, I have no idea what's happening. <laughs> it's yeah. Very very funny. It was fun because I understood what he was saying in uh, Italian. You know what? I understood uh, what the people who were speaking English said. So you know, we all understood something, <laughs> Melissa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, l- I only I love- understood the subtext of the scene. Nothing uh, spoken because you have intuition. You have yeah. the yeah <laughs> tyler's intuition as they say famously yeah i uh i really like doing the thing where uh you know someone else is in the room with me and someone is speaking italian on the tv and i'm like oh he said i'm sorry <laughs> he piacere means please what is all i hear what's it coming I was in college and we had to do, uh, in our acting one, we had to do, I had to do a scene from Italian American Reconciliation. Mm. And I remember like the big criticism I got from my uh, theater teacher was that I like, she's like, well, how do Italians talk? Like you, you weren't really using your hands. And I was like, yeah, cause I'm not a racist. Uh, <laughs> I'm, <not just> gonna... <laughs> I'm not a xenophobe. Thank you. <sighs> Not yeah, just going to put I mean, on affectations of, like, a culture that does not belong to me. Oh. Sorry. But See, no that's way. how you know you're not white, Tyler. <laughs> I will jump. I will be Italian-American as soon as I possibly can for a bit. Are you kidding me? You know, that's... There's, like, one accent I can do, and it's Italian <laughs> these days. Any other accent I'll get in trouble for. <laughs> mm, well, that's fair. Yes. 
yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I guess it does bring up the question of like how much, like when is it a bad idea when you're acting? When is it a... Like if I had like an actual, like if we were given like actual time, you know, yeah, to like yeah. learn and like really sure. find nuances and I had like somebody... <laughs> Italian American that I could like talk to, right? To Even like, on this hey, call, yeah. Can you guide me through this so that I'm not doing anything offensive? Because there are certainly Black Italian Americans in this country. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I am not one of them. No, that's actually a really good point. It, so it becomes a character instead of a caricature. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the distinction. Yeah, it makes yeah. a lot black of sense. Black people could certainly play the role, but like I was not the black person for that role. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, because I mean, like I could play certainly an Irish person. Oh, I get mad at you for that. Okay. You're, if you're a full Italian, you can't play an Irish person. We know this. This is known. We have a feud. Do you not know this? The uh, Irish Italian American feud. Have you not seen Gangs of New York? No, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm aware. Only British people should play Irish people. <laughs> oh goodness. Um, <laughs> oh, I made myself laugh because <sighs> your face got you like got. It was a beautiful moment of like you got genuinely concerned. Then you're like, he's doing a bit. And then he went back to concern. And it's like, when is he going to shut up? It was a full spectrum. Uh, wow. We you, really, miss, you miss being in the same room with me, did you? We've really gotten to a point where Tristan knows me well enough to know exactly yep. the difference between concern and when are you going to shut up, Tristan. Oh, yeah. 100%. Um, I'm a younger sibling. I know the look. <laughs> No, yeah. I mean, like as a as a very white person who barely yeah. barely yeah. looks Italian mm-hmm. um and is only half Italian. You know, there's I I can pl- play someone white from a culture that is not yeah. my own, but then hopefully I'm not, you know, Being, adopting I, like I think there's a huge, I, I think what we're kind of keying in on is there's a difference between like being rude versus racist. Like if I'm putting on an affect of like someone from the Middle East, even if it like they're like, I'm like, I've gone to a tanning salon or whatever. That's still like racist. Yes. Whereas like, it's rude to, <laughs> it's like just rude to go, what's that coming to go? You know, it's just yeah. a little mean. Yeah. It's like, uh, it's like, okay, well fine. You know, at a certain point it comes out. I forget how that the there had been a witness the butler witnessed the will writing the new will yeah that's it and he's like and it was just this one page says poro and he's like uh no it was more than one page or no i'm sorry other way around yeah other way around uh like and it was these two pages and you bo- mm-hmm. and you saw all this and he's like oh no it was one page i remember very specifically it's like oh but the butler is you can't see well and right. he didn't bring that up to richard because he was afraid he would let him go yeah so he didn't see what was on the page but he did specifically remember that it was only one page mm-hmm. right okay yes uh and then and then they dis- they're all at dinner and they discover the real will in a dollhouse? That's I was true. starting to get pretty yeah. sleepy. Is that correct? That's correct. Oh, um, 
<laughs> Poirot brings everyone into the home. Yeah, I was gonna say like everyone gets like invited yeah. back yeah. to the estate, including um, Miss Gilchrist and the ex-husband. Yes, yes. Uh, because the ex-husband comes in and starts flirting hard with Maud, Timothy's mm-hmm. wife, and, and she seems to be like down for it. I mean, and Timothy is goes i i suddenly don't feel well and then because they exchange like i did they in my recollection they only exchange a look but was there more to that yeah um well they exchange looks at dinner but they also exchange looks when he arrives like this is like the second iteration that we're seeing them like flirt and it's not even verbal though it's just looks and timothy got so upset that he makes this woman basically take him to bed and then maude comes back and tells miss gilchrist to like prepare a snack and she's like i don't, don't work here, work here. <laughs> and she, but, she but she does it anyway and poirot stands up when she leaves yeah it's a beautiful moment yeah He's very un- like uncomfortable because he's, he's like this you, is inappropriate. Yeah, and because yeah. you, you but know you also doesn't say anything. Yeah, um. well he, he you know it, 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 people are making choices. Um, yeah, exactly. Actually, speaks louder than words, I guess. And but there's also a discussion of how nice the table is, and then that's going to be you know like I want to keep things rather than sell the estate, and they all kind of yeah. bicker about that. It's. The whole yeah, they bicker I... about the t- uh, a malachite table. Yes, uh, and they're you know remarking about like how like why would you need it? Like we could use it and like sell it and blah blah blah. And Miss Gilchrist is like, oh, why would you do that though? Like it has like these lovely you know wax flowers and blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And like everyone just has an opinion about this table. Yeah. And then. Because the re- the reason they're all going to the the estate is to pick out like um not heirlooms keepsakes. but like yeah keepsakes thank you right yeah and that won't be sold with the estate and yes. so there that's the whole point of the evening um but then later on it's uh it, Rosemond who's the actress yeah and and Susanna who are in the parlor. And in walk, and there's a dollhouse, as Melissa, you said earlier. And then Poirot walks in, and Susanna's opened the dollhouse, and the will, the original, not fake will, is there. So they all gather everybody up. Yeah. To deal with that. And in the meantime, they've been having an interesting discussion about how your face isn't exactly symmetrical. Mm-hmm. And so they're having a grand old time. Uh, putting a pencil in front of their face mm-hmm. and like looking at the difference between you know each side of their face mm-hmm. because in a mirror you it's the opposite and you never truly know what you look like even in a photograph it's still reversed yes or it, it slightly misrepresents you or whatever it is well the lens distorts yeah you're like if you put a 35 on you're gonna look different than when you put a like a 50 millimeter lens on it's gonna yeah. look wider so people really do have good and bad sides. They truly do. Oh, absolutely. My uh, headshot photographer uh, told me that my left side is my good side. Mm. I I don't know. My good side? My butt. <laughs> my little tuchus. That's my best side. Um, but like, for example, my father has a very crooked nose. 
Mm. And it only really is prominent in in Amira. And I'm the same way. My I have a nice S-shaped nose that like you don't notice necessarily unless you're I'm looking at a photo of myself. It's very interesting. Yeah. Anyhow. But yes, they're they've had a couple glasses of wine in there putting pencils in front of their noses and having a great time mm-hmm. as they find this this original will. When does the scene where Miss Gilchrist is making hot chocolate happen? Do you um, it happens like around this time. Right around this time. So I, uh, so I want to say like right before maybe they discover. Okay. So yeah. There's just a beautiful scene between her and Poirot when she's making um, hot chocolate for Timothy and she goes, I'll make you some. And Poirot's like, no, I'll make my own. Yeah. Which is very kind of him as they're making it. And she goes, well, I wasn't always, uh, you know, a housekeeper. I used to own a, a, a bakery. Yeah. And she makes it, great cakes. Yeah, which is referenced earlier. Also, at some point, by the way, she got poisoned. She yeah, was, I know. It's she, just was occurred to a, me. she was sent a fruit cake mysteriously in a, a wedding cake. And I guess you used to send pieces of wedding cake through the mail, which yeah. is wild. And as soon as she opened this box, I'm like, there is poison. definitely poison in this cake. Yeah, 100%. And she put it underneath the pillow, which is um, apparently like is a tradition to manifest a husband. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Well, the man of your dreams. Ah, uh, I see. That's cute. That's very, it's like it's Mr. Cute, Sandman. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, Not sanitary, but cute, but I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's very messy. Yeah. Weird. You don't, you don't, you don't put ho-hos underneath. I put ho-hos underneath my pillow because I want, I'm manifesting a uh, ho-ho. Uh, and I'm in your life, but I'm taken. <laughs> um, but they have a really beautiful conversation. And this keeps coming up where Poirot is like, yeah, well, I've chosen to be alone. And it's very lonely being alone, isn't it? To be alone. <laughs> and she's like, yes, it is very lonely to be alone. Mm-hmm. And it's a very sweet moment. A lot of sympathy for Miss Gilchrist. Yes. And then she asked him for a loan. Just kidding. That doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> and he was forlornly. Is that? Can we squeeze that in there? Is yeah. rhyming? Is that a sl- too slant of a rhyme? Is that a Lombard Street? Like of if a you line? had tried to pronounce it like with more of a lone emphasis, we might have been able to make forlornly. And she was so forlornly rejected. It's me, it's Liza Minnelli. <laughs> um. Yes. So the will. <laughs> The the will, the one-page will, the real will, is everything is left to George. Yeah. And they're like, who could have done this? Who could have done this? And George goes, it was me. And they're like, what? And he's like, I made the fake will because I didn't want anything because he said he was my dad and I hated him for it. Yeah. Um, and I'm then go smoke with Poirot out in the veranda. Yeah. And then someone, uh, then Helen, his mom, has some sort of a revelation and gets bonked on the head. Yeah. Yeah, um, I'm gonna take us back a second. Um, no, sure. <laughs> we don't quite know yet uh, that George is aware. Like, we don't know the dad thing quite yet. Okay. But uh, that's a conversation he has with Poirot. Uh, yes. Like one on one. But like, still doing like the pencil thing. Like everyone like kind of starts trickling off to like some people are going to bed. The girls are in the parlor. You know, dealing with the letter. Mm-hmm. Poirot and who's it are in the kitchen and whatnot but Helen goes up to bed and she's in the mirror like before bed like fixing her hair and then she does like 
this head tilt, mm-hmm. reminiscent mm-hmm. of how they said uh, was uh, Cora's like very specific mannerism that yes. she used to tilt her head like a bird almost. Right. And in doing so, uh, Helen is struck by this revelation while she's looking in the mirror. Rushes downstairs uh, and calls up the solicitor to say, you know. The, I just had the oddest realization of something. And I, I, I feel almost crazy, like, suggesting this. It's, like, it's so weird. She's really drawing it out and so vague. And then she gets bonked. Yes, mm-hmm. and she passes out. And is sent to the hospital. Right. Très dramatic. Yes. And then the following... Oh, this, then it's the father revelation in the morning. Yes. yes. Yeah. So do you want to take that so I can cut it better? You can... Say, and then the next day. Oh, um, and then the next day, uh, they're all gathered around to kind of talk. And then the next day. No, 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 I just, fucking, I, keep going. I had a thought that I needed to keep to myself. Please continue. (laughs) And the thought was, wouldn't it be funny if I interrupted him after, (laughs) and then you did it yourself. (laughs) I was like, I... God well, damn it, son of a It wasn't bastard. funny until now. <laughs> <laughs> so can you please take it again for me, champ? Uh, oh, gosh, now I lost my place. Okay, and then the next day, okay, they're like, okay, she's been rushed off to the hospital. They're all having dinner. They're like, oh, how terrible, how terrible. But then they're still talking about the money, and, and Miss the, the housekeeper's like, you're all horrible people for not being concerned about George's mother. George comes in. He's already drinking. It's like 10 a.m. They're like, who could have done the fake will? Who could have done it? And he goes, it was me. I did the fake will. It was me. I didn't want anything because, uh, and then he storms out, and Poirot's like, okay, what was that about? And he goes, well, Richard was my father, and I didn't cotton to that, and I wanted to prove him wrong. Yeah. So I switched the wills when they were sitting in a car, which is very like, why would you ever leave a will just sitting in a car? Anyway. Well, to be fair, like he does like open the solicitor's briefcase, which is sitting on the floor of the car, <laughs> and yeah, replaces the envelope. Like it's a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> There's not just a will just like, like sitting face blows up out in the, the back seat. <laughs> it says in big letters, uh, last will and testament where anyone can read it from the window. Like uh, like the contract Ursula makes for Ariel. <laughs> <laughs> or it's not you know, a blank sheet of paper that just so happens to the reappearing ink just happens to mm-hmm. reappear. <laughs> and then the Italian gentleman comes back, comes oh, drives yes. up in a motor car. Um, no, sorry. Oh. Then the inspector yeah. comes, and the inspector is like, "Well, we want to arrest so and so," and he's like, "Not yet. I'm waiting on a crucial piece of evidence." Uh, we like, didn't mention the, uh, that Poirot did send the husband, uh, ex-husband, away on a commission. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then the inspector comes and is like, can we arrest somebody? No, not yet. I'm waiting on something. What is it? Um, I don't know. Then the, then the ex-husband comes and he goes, it's that. And then there was, um, the inspector gives him a piece of information that makes everything fit. What is it? Yeah, we didn't talk about this at all. Oh, Jiminy Christmas. Yeah, it, nuns. nuns oh, nuns. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Dios mio, the nuns. Like, it's, a, like, it's, plot point but we can just talk about it when the yeah. time comes yeah because like it's yeah. not 
so integral to like yeah. the actual mystery. Is it time to take a break? It is, in fact. Hey everybody, thanks so much for listening to the podcast. Um, you can support the network we're on, which is called Scavenger Network, by going to scavengernetwork.com and checking out all the fine programs they have there, like Spooky Spouses, the Backlog of Historical Hotties, the Backlog of Journey Under 30, which is a bunch of like business advice for people who have not yet hit that 30-year mark. You can go to... Hmm? Yes, Melissa? No. I'm okay. just leaning in. Okay. Well, I'm leaning in for... Yeah, uh, okay. Okay, so well, I can listen to you better. <laughs> the dynamic, we're not, we're clearly not used to being in the same room recording anymore. Uh, What's it like to be around people? Oh, my <laughs> God. Uh, um, but you can go there, check out all their stuff. They're doing like live streams and whatnot. There's also an independent podcast showcase that is um, next month that we are participating with. No, uh, it's this month. It's this month now. It's May now. It's already May. It's, it's gonna be May. Mm. Um, so on, later this month. Yeah, on May 22nd. Thank you. You're welcome, because it's also the day I'm running a race. Yeah. So, <laughs> Oops. Yeah. <laughs> Melissa's going to be sweaty for the show. <laughs> I, I think that we have enough time in between that I will not be sweaty anymore. You're just anymore. running and doing a FaceTime. <laughs> that would be fun. <laughs> <laughs> you can go to teespring.com slash in the mill and look at our merch and maybe buy some if you want. If you don't want, it's fine. But if you if you don't like it, buy it for someone you hate. There you go. I have a personal plug. If you're in the New York area, go to Woodside Queens at 8 p.m. at the B Cafe every Friday night. Comedy shows there. Except for on the 7th, I'm going to be down in Miami um, at the Villain Theater. I'm doing a show, I think, at like 8 o'clock there. So if you're in Miami and you're listening, you can come to show up to Mel Guevara's. She's taping her special. It should be very fun. But yeah, B Cafe, 8 p.m. every Friday night in Woodside Queens. Tyler, you've been. Melissa, you have not. And that's all I'll say about that. <laughs> I was going to come next week, but it's the one day you're not going to be yeah. here. I'm out of town. I'm going to Miami, baby. Going to the beach, beach. Nicki Minaj. All right. There you go. Maybe I'll go the night before my race. No, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> all right, fine. I'll get it. Uh, we are on social media at ADC Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Go give us a follow there. We are very cute and interesting. <laughs> so uh, you might even get to see our faces occasionally on something. We, we post pictures of ourselves. I was going to take a picture of all of us be three being in the same room. Mm -hmm. And then Tyler, you... You, you aren't here yet. We're still okay. not in the same room. Who we'll has been here, though? <laughs> no, I know. It's all been me. It's been me. I'm like, I'm waiting Not until... Not whole shift blame on me one day. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I've been waiting for the full vaccination mark. And, and then the... you went out of town. And then I went out of town. I was like, mm. I was in PA for, you know, most of the... I, for three weeks after I was fully vaccinated. Good grief. So... But yeah, we got an email. 
We do. It's amateurdetectiveclub at gmail.com. Gmail. Gmail. We also have a Patreon. And it's been Patreons since anyone signed up to give us money. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> For as little as a dollar a month, you can receive bonus access uh, and bonus content. You can also uh, have an limited access to our Discord channel for as low as a dollar a month. A dollar a month. <laughs> Visit us at patreon.com slash ADCpod today. Money, please. <laughs> as is required. Money, please. <laughs> I also have a personal Oh, yeah, yeah. Please do. Go for it. Uh, I am directing a live in-person show in Long Island City, Queens at Culture Lab, LIC, at the Plaxel Gallery, May 15th through 17th, as well as the 22nd through 24th. We have six performances that will be live in person, as well as streamed. For those of you who cannot uh, be in the area and for those who wish to just remain home and quarantined, live your life. We're giving you a plethora of options to enjoy this particular piece of Rajiv Joseph's gruesome playground injuries produced by Company of Fools at Fools Co. on Instagram and Twitter. Heck yeah. I'm so excited to be. I'm going to go in person. That's my that's. Yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. It's going to be the first show I see, I think. And she won't come to my thing. <laughs> <laughs> or or Tristan's will be the first thing I see. It's a it's a race what now. Time, yeah. <laughs> what time? Mine will be the first play. Yes, you have exactly. <laughs> the first. day you show up, I'm going to put up a play. I'm going to stop <laughs> the comedy show and be like, no, 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 no. You don't understand. Oh, I've seen I'm your doing setup. all of Terry I will Fisher's call the wishful drinking like right this. now. This production cannot happen. <laughs> <laughs> what time is your show on Friday? For the oh, all performances are at eight p.m. Okay, we will like go eight... live at eight p.m. and the stream will also happen at eight p.m. As is required in me by the great state Hello. of Indiana. Mm. But soup. Thank you, Rich Gerbono, for your support. <laughs> what was that uh, pronunciation? Is the Swedish chef racist? That's the question. Back to the show. <laughs> Probably. So Poirot invites everybody. They're already back in this state mm-hmm. because it's, the, it's still the same day that George is... <laughs> made a fuss and told everybody about the fake will and also in the meantime the deeds have just shown up mysteriously they've come back and then the solicitor is gone and he's trying to make that arrange those arrangements um so poirot gathers everybody in the parlor but before he does he goes as the the actor's couple is walking in there he's like well where were you really where were you really and he's like i don't know what you're talking about and Rosemond goes, I knew you were your mistress. And he, Michael's like, oh, no, not, not a toast. She goes, it's fine. And Michael goes, well, where were you? And she goes, I was going to go get an abortion because I'm pregnant, but then I couldn't do it. So we're having a kid, Michael. And Par was like, haha, I solved it. And walks away. And then they're just both <laughs> standing there like, <sighs> and Michael goes, I'll never see her again. And... <laughs> 
Rosman delivers this beautiful line. She goes, there's going to have to be some changes around here, Michael. <laughs> terribly British. Love it. There's going to have to be a few changes around here. Mm-hmm. Now that you're having my baby. If um, I had a nickel. <laughs> uh, you'd have two nickels. And that's what you get for child support. <laughs> so then they're all in the, the room, and it turns out Timothy's not an invalid. He can fully walk. He's been faking the whole time. Why is that? Do you remember, Tyler? For just sympathy? I don't remember exactly, like, if it was... Right? Yeah, I don't remember why, like, that was such, like, a thing. Like him faking it. Like, oh. I, I don't remember. I, I'm getting, ooh, I'm getting a little, ooh, I can figure it out from oh, here. Oh, okay. ooh, so um, he's broke. Um, he's mm-hmm. the one that I believe stole the deeds. Uh. Yes. So he's been faking it since the funeral. Mm-hmm. Um, not. Oh, really. right. Yes. Because he stole the deeds during the funeral because Maude was the only one that went to the funeral and she delayed it and he stole the deeds so it couldn't be sold right away mm-hmm. in hopes that he would just inherit the estate i th- i think or something weird like that but he stole the deeds and then he put them back because he got scared <laughs> it was a, uh, a bad plan yeah it was yeah. weird it, it didn't work out and then um the way George and Susanna are were lying is they got a hotel together to go visit Cora the next day to ask her about the wild thing she proposed, which that was the Richard been murdered. But then they just end up having having sex. Yeah, we they, got some uh, some cousin uh, love in this. <laughs> you know that Most classic B fifty two. You know, really song, enjoy when uh, you know with family around. Suzanne loves when her family comes <coughs> over <laughs> to <laughs> hang out, you know? Now, now, Tyler, behave yourself. We're all, we're in public now. <laughs> oh, dear. That was very funny. Uh, yeah. Yeah, which explains the whole tension that they have. because it, But it's also played to be like, oh, maybe they're in cahoots. And, ooh, yeah. Right. But I was like, oh, no, that's, no, that's no. guilt. That's guilt for being horny because you're related. And I cannot imagine being attracted to my cousin. Uh, you've never had a hot cousin? Not to me. Okay. <laughs> no, man. I'm not either. I'm from <laughs> South Dakota, but not like that. Jiminy but Christmas. step cousin? <laughs> well, that is different. <laughs> oh, I don't know. It depends on how long you've... At, if it's a step, if you're not blood related, it depends on like third cousin twice removed on your mother's side, you know. But like even so. first cousins, it's uncomfortably legal. Yeah. In mm. so many places in this country, and I cannot. Ugh. You can't engage. Yeah. No. You cannot engage, and uh-uh. I, I I respect that, and I I can't engage either, mostly because I come from a family of uggos. <laughs> God. <laughs> that's not true that's not true i'm just being goofy sorry tristan's mom <laughs> yeah but yeah so they they were boinking and there's this really beautiful choice that they make she starts crying and michael fassbender like reaches for her hand to console her and she's like get away from me 
We did it once. Never it was again. A mistake. Yeah. Very big mistake. And uh, yes. And then it turns out, dump bump dum, that what is her name? Griswold Grindemold? Gilchrist. Gilchrist. Um was disguised as Cora. After the funeral. After the funeral. Titularly. <laughs> mm-hmm. After dark. After the funeral. Um, was she the woman in white after the funeral? <laughs> <laughs> yes. And so she put planted the idea of Richard being murdered in everyone's head when in fact he was just very ill and he died of natural causes. Yep. And then she murdered Cora mm-hmm. in order to get a Rembrandt painting that she covered up. Because when Poirot goes, in, when he first meets Miss Gilchrist, it, there's fresh paint smells. And she's like, oh, yes, I paint too. Yeah. It's yeah. fine. And he's like, oh, how nice for you. And then she's made a painting from a postcard that Susanna recognized, but it couldn't possibly be because the... The thing in the postcard wasn't there from now, and Cora always painted from what she saw. Right, and that was the point that uh, Miss Gilchrist was making. She's like, "Oh, it can't be from a postcard. It can't Mm -hmm. be." But Susanna was like, "No, I'm pretty sure she's." I'm looking at the postcard. Yeah, like this is definitely from a postcard. (laughs) And um, what gave it away was she was tilting her head to the wrong direction as Cora because she was in the mirror. Yeah, and this is the realization that Helen made. Yeah, she was like doing the Stanislavski and actor prepares thing where she was like preparing for the character in the mirror. Yeah. And uh, it looked right to her. Yeah. But it wasn't the right side. And that's mm-hmm. what Helen realized. Helen's fine, by the way. She's okay. Yeah. And then they take her away. And as she's going, she does uh, she does the, uh, the character of Cora. It's very disturbing and strange. It it's very weird. And Poirot is really shaken by it. Yeah. Because... Up until that point, you know, she has this long monologue of like, you don't know what it's like to be, you know, ignored and treated this way. And it's all very reasonable wanting, you know, vengeance for people treating her poorly and losing her bakery and all of this. And then that slips out and Poirot is like, maybe she's nuts. She goes, maybe you should go to an asylum. Yeah. Can I tell you what's stupid about the word asylum for like mental health? Yeah. Because asylum means to be safe. Right. And that is not what occurs in that building. No. Absolutely not. Ironic. Yes, indeed. If I learned anything from Batman Arkham Asylum. Yes. It is that (laughs) asylums are not safe. That's right. That's exactly what you're supposed to take away from Um, that. You know, Batman's about a billionaire punching mentally ill people in the streets. That's that's what he does. We stand our Republican kings. (laughs) Yeah, Batman's absolutely a Republican. Oh. Yeah. Are you kidding me? So is Superman. Yeah. They love beating up minorities. And yeah. All of those Captain things. America is a Republican. Me? He voted for Bush twice. He but voted for Trump voted too, for but he just Trump. did not tell anybody. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Like he is out of control. Here's some money. <laughs> <laughs> no, but after, uh, at a certain point, Captain America comes around and, uh, realizes the error of his ways and he goes back to the 30s <laughs> it still messes with my mind mm. and doesn't do anything listen peggy carter is yeah really no she's hot. a dime she's a dime and a half are you kidding me uh Haley atwell 
step on my face. So basically everyone's like, well, that's that then. And then, then there's a moment between George and Suzanne where, cause Suzanne's decided to go to Africa with the missionaries. Cause she has this money now from Cora and, and George is like, when will you be back? She's like, I don't know, <laughs> but she does say she loves him in when they talk about it. So she's very conflicted about the whole ding dang thing. Yeah. <sighs> Gross. So what do we think about it? This episode. I want to go last. All right. Okay. Uh, I'll go, if that's all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll give it a six. Okay. I appreciated the performances of a lot of people in the cast. Um, the mystery for me, they just didn't do it. for. Like, I found it interesting, but, like, I knew who it was. So, like, it just, you know... As a mystery for me, like, it just didn't hold up that much, but it was an enjoyable enough ride. Like, I wouldn't be in a rush to revisit this episode, but I would watch it again. Sounds about right. Um, I feel similarly. I'm going to give it a seven, though. Um, so the thing that I thought, I thought it was Susanna because she was acting so sketch mm-hmm. the entire time. And I'm like, it can't be George. It's way too obvious. But it was also felt very obvious that it was Susanna. And then I like went to look up the actress who played Susanna because, you know, we were like, oh, she's so familiar. And I saw the cast list and figured it out because Mm. I saw that the actress who played Miss Gilchrist also played Cora. And I was like, oh, Oh. so IMDb spoiled it. IMDb spoiled it for me in the middle. So I thought it was a, a fascinating twist. Um, and yeah. <laughs> My stupid ass. I did the same thing. It didn't even register. Didn't even register. Didn't even register. I was just like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So I, I did figure that out. I thought she was great, by the way. Oh, the actress phenomenal. Miss Gilchrist was so good. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's pretty solid acting all the way around. But uh, yeah, I thought it was a really interesting uh interesting story um looking forward to reading the book which i believe is actually called something slightly different um i'll let you know in a minute okay so 9.75 out of 10 okay um this is the best acted poirot movie i've ever seen um michael fassbender is my one of my problematic faves unfortunately Mm. um i think he's very very talented but maybe not a good person and that's something that like is what it is. Yeah, but it happens. He was, yeah. Um, however, also the rest of the supporting cast was just like no, there was no weak link in the chain whatsoever at any point. And as far as the mystery goes, I had the thought, as I often do, wouldn't it be fun if it was this person? Mm-hmm. This is what I would do. Mm. And that is what happened. Ah. And so I was like, ah, good. We're all on the same page here. <laughs> you um, and Agatha thought the same thing. Yeah, exactly. I was like, good, 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 good. Um, the way it was shot was beautiful. The edits were funny and also good. And then also, I don't want to get it into too much because of the fact that he has, uh, that Michael is who he is. But his performance specifically is 
for me personally, everything you want out of an actor. He is free of concern of any sort of artifice in this. He's just a, such a phenomenal job. And he's also very funny. All of the characters are very funny and by being like terrible people. <laughs> yeah. Because even the the old man going was like awful, but also at a certain point, like, yeah, that that that's a very fun acting choice. You saw all the actors like at their best, if that makes sense. Yeah. They're all out here being decisive, which was beautiful. The music in this episode was gorgeous oh interesting i thought it was weird oh i thought it was beautiful it almost sounded like a john williams score it was phenomenal i didn't think it was bad to be clear i'm mm. sorry to it just jump on your thing it just uh it was um i didn't think it was bad music it just it felt out of place interesting to me. I noticed the music for the first time mm. in a Poirot episode. And that for me, it was beautiful. Like every part about this, the only reason it's like the, the, I give it the margin of error there of, you know, 0.75 is in case something comes along and I'm like, whatever. But I would watch this episode again happily if I was there, like, okay, I want, I would even maybe, if someone came to me and like, I want to start watching Poirot, what one should I watch? Mm. It would be either this one or like Mortar on the Orient, Moida on the Orient Express. Because that's, you know, a classic and yeah. everyone's kind of familiar with it. But, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Even though I was kind of distracted the whole time because I was getting ready to go do something. But it was still just... There was nothing wrong with it te on a technical level to me. Mm. Uh, so the original title was Funerals Are Fatal. No, that's of cute. the book uh, published in March 1953 mm. and it changed 10 years later to Murder at the Gallop to tie in a film version huh which but was then, a Miss Marple film huh yeah I don't know it's weird um and then and then yeah and uh, then now we got this and then now after <laughs> the funeral. funeral funerals are fatal is a funny title and I like it mm-hmm so next week oh next week yes next week is taken at the flood a young widow is left in sole possession of her late husband's fortune and her brother refuses to share it with her in-laws so they enlist poirot to try to prove that the widow's missing first husband might not be dead after all Ooh. Ooh. all right then with that and I call this meeting the Amateur Detective Club to a close. Gavel sound. Patreon. Some sort of tag. <laughs> <laughs>